there's already podcasts about that. And I'm like, yeah, that's good. That means there's a market for it. Welcome to the Money, Mindset, and Manifestation Podcast. I'm your host, Marley Rose Harris, and I'm here to talk to you about all things entrepreneurial, personal growth, and self-development with a little side of spiritual woo-woo. I have successfully turned my side hustle into a multiple six-figure business while traveling the world and living a life I've only dreamed of. I hope by listening to this show inspires you to do the same and start manifesting everything on your vision board. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Money Mindset Manifestation Podcast. We have such a fun episode today. So today, I have Chelsea Rife with me here. And what a freaking backstory. Chelsea and I met over two years ago now. Oh, at two years ago, I guess, around that time. And I was just moved to Australia. I knew no one. I was, like, partying a lot, drinking a lot. I'm like where are my people? Like, where are my people that want to do Melissa Woodhouse on the beach, you know, uh, get a coffee, talk about spirituality. Like where are my peeps? And even like crazier backstory. So I'm just like giving the whole, like, our whole life story, which is, <laughs> but it's so crazy. So Chelsea actually posted a Facebook group, like before that, asking if like advice for people to do branding my something that worked for me like commented on it we hopped on a discovery call then she was moving to Bondi I was moving to Bondi so then we met up in Bondi and then we've just been like BFF ever since so I'm so excited to have Chelsea here today we're gonna dive into all things podcasting mindset business and yeah, so welcome to the show, Chelsea. I'm so excited to have you here. So for anyone who's, you know, just introing to you now, I mean, you've been on the podcast before um, and all like those episodes before, but let's give everyone like a refresh and, you know, so much has changed since then. So, you know, tell us about your story, how you got into podcast coaching and where you are today. Yeah. I'm like, we really do have the backstory and we've evolved so much since we met. I remember when we met, we were at a cafe. You weren't even doing what you're doing now. I wasn't doing what I'm doing now. I was working at a gelato shop wearing a fucking gelato hat and uniform. Like that was literally what I was doing two years ago, trying to like brainstorm how the hell we get out of there. Um, but yeah, I actually remember connecting with you because I was trying to create a website either for my personal brand or I think I had gotten yoga training and I was trying to do yoga one-on-ones and just really grow my yoga business. And that's how we got connected. And so that was actually like my first, I would say, foray into entrepreneurship was yoga. I was teaching online Zoom classes during the pandemic. I started signing some private clients and I was like, wow, this is going to be my thing. And I literally, to reference Melissa Wood Health, was like, I'm going to be like the millennial Melissa Wood Health and do like yoga hangover flows and like like lazy girl yoga, but like very Melissa Wood vibes. And then after, I think, literally two months, I was like, yeah, this is not my path. So let me try something else. And I really got into the power of self-development and mindset manifestation. And obviously that's how we clicked. That was like what we talked about for five hours at that cafe one day. And I was like, oh, this should just be something that you teach about and talk about. So I had used my life experience on top of courses and books and podcasts and everything that I had really soaked in for the last few years. And I started teaching mindset manifestation had a few courses that um, turned into a few one-on-one clients, a few workshops, a few masterclasses. 
And then really all of last year, I was just experimenting with, you know, what is my mission here? Like, what am I trying to do with mindset manifestation? And so I really kept experimenting all year. I was running courses about spirituality and creativity and and money and business. It was kind of like all over the place, to be honest. And then I was thinking about it and I'm like, well, wait, I've had my podcast for four years and my background is in digital media and storytelling. And my undergrad background is broadcast journalism and hosting and reporting. And I'm like, why are you not taking those skills and teaching people how to podcast or taking what you know about interviewing and storytelling and teaching people how to do that on other platforms? So it really clicked. And I was like, you know what, why don't you just give this a shot? See what happens, post on your Instagram stories, see if someone's down to do one-on-one podcast coaching. And I remember I posted in my stories and like five people DM me. And I think I signed up five clients within one week. And I was like, whoa, I was expecting maybe one or two. And I'm like, this is crazy. And so I realized it just came so easy to me because at this point, podcasting is like a habit. I'm like, I know what to do, where to go, how to teach people and not just the tech stuff, but the mindset. And that's when it really clicked. I was like, oh my God, use your mindset background, the stuff that you were teaching all when you started your business and combine that with your actual expert background in podcasting and digital media and storytelling and make that my real path. Because I noticed people weren't just getting stuck in the tech they would get stuck in their mind. Like, I don't like the sound of my voice or who's going to listen. I don't, I'm not going to have any followers. I I just feel like no one's going to listen to this. And so I was like, we need to work on that stuff as well as just the technical stuff and strategy and content and all that. And that's when I feel like things really started to click. Like this is your path, teaching people to use the power of their voice. And so now that's what I'm doing is podcast coaching. Okay. And just to piggyback on that story, Do you remember this? I remember when I was living in Bali in 2020, I was like, Chelsea, I think I'm going to get into business coaching. I'm like so excited about this. And you're like, you were at this pivotal point where you had just kind of started the mindset coaching. And I remember we had a coaching call. It was like, I was like practicing on you. And I was like, okay, podcast coaching, like let's put together a package. Like we're like figuring it all out. And then so and it's just so full circle because like two yes. years later, it's so crazy, but you've come back to that passion, right? And like fully yes. have made that into a business. So a lot of my listeners and, you know, a lot of, of my clients, you know, people that I connect with are really struggling with finding out what that passion is, right? And I think a lot of people think that they have to find their one passion and stick to that for the next 10 years. And you are such an amazing example of like, consistently pivoting to always be you know following your joy and following what feels good and then monetizing that so can you talk on how your passions have changed and how have you moved through that journey and been motivated to keep changing you know and keep being inspired by new things and just freaking make have like paving your own way in that Well, first off, if anyone's into human design, I'm a reflector and reflectors are like the chameleons. And it always says you will never be tied to one identity. You will always be trying new things. You'll probably always have new circles, new environments. And when I read, when I first heard you heard about human design, I was like, okay, whatever BS. And the more and more I got into it and I had readings and, you know, follow a bazillion human design counts now. I've really accepted that part of me. And I'll be honest, I used to not accept that. 
I thought I was being wishy-washy. I thought I looked like non-committal. I thought people were going to be like, what the hell is she doing? Always pivoting and she doesn't know what she wants to do. And she's just like, you know, confused. And honestly, I feel like human design kind of gave me that permission to be like, yeah, I am a chameleon and I am going to keep changing and I'm going to keep trying new things. So I feel like my motivation was just like, what feels easy and what feels good? At the time when I was doing mindset manifestation work, that felt easy and good. It did not feel like a struggle. So I feel like for any of your listeners that are struggling with that, it's like, what comes so easy to you that someone would literally come up to you and you wouldn't even have to think twice about it if they asked you about it. And at that time in my life, when I had started teaching mindset manifestation, it was that. I was like, I could talk about this all day. But when I realized what my what I was even further knowledgeable in was podcasting. I was like, wait a second. It's it almost didn't even hit me that that could be a passion because I was like, I feel like sometimes we misinterpret passion with being like, oh my God, like butterflies in my stomach every day, like heart eyes. Oh my God, beautiful rainbows everywhere. I'm like, sometimes maybe it's not that feeling. It's more of like, I'm just so committed to this because I love doing it. And that's when it clicked, like that's podcasting. I don't have butterflies every time I do a podcast, but I have been consistently doing podcasting for four years. And that's when it clicked. Maybe this is a passion of mine, but it's not my main passion. So I feel like I started to really just, again, follow what's easy, natural, and what lights me up. But it doesn't need to be lights you up and like you're springing out of bed every morning, jumping for joy. Like, podcasting is a labor of love, editing, recording, plugging the microphone in, finding guests, content strategy. Like there's a lot that goes into podcasting. And so I realized, well, damn, the fact that I've been doing it for four years must mean that it has to be a passion of mine that I've stayed with it this long and done it mostly for free. Um, so yeah, I would say that's advice for listeners. And I don't know if that answers your question, but I just feel like I'm motivated by what's going on in my life and what feels great. Um, I will say too, Maybe you can speak about this too, Marley, because I know you are a business coach and you obviously help people with strategy. But something I've realized is I actually don't have to monetize all my passions. And I feel like I learned that last year where I was like, I'm going to teach on spirituality and podcasting and interviewing and manifestation and money. And it was so many things. And it was exhausting every time trying to do a launch because I was like sending a new message every single time. And I think that did confuse people. I think people were like, you know, I don't think you have to monetize everything. I think that confused people a lot. And now I'm like, I can still be into my spirituality and be into mindset manifestation. I can talk about that on my podcast. I can take courses. I can read books, but maybe I don't need to monetize every single passion I have. And I do feel like that's a learning lesson I've had in probably the past uh, three months. Mm, Okay. I have so much to say on this. So (laughs) first off to your point around you know, oh, I'm going to look wishy-washy. Are people going to be like, am I flaky? But the funny thing about that is no one gives a shit. Everyone is so focused on themselves, so enveloped in their own life that they don't, they're not even keeping track. And I was actually talking to my Freedom Club students the other day about this. And I actually was like, yeah, I launched a one-to-one container. And then two weeks later can like change the entire container because I was following what felt good. And launching the first one, there was like some resistance with it, but I launched it anyways, which is like what I teach not to do. (laughs) And then my students were like, well, didn't everyone notice? I'm like, did you guys notice? And everyone's like, no. And I'm like, exactly. Like no one cares. (laughs) So I think that's a really good learning lesson and something to really highlight that 
you know, don't be so worried about what everyone thinks. Just like stay in your lane, focus on what fills you up and people will follow you. Like your people will follow you in your journey. And, and then on your point about it being easy and it feeling almost too easy, I think that passions that come so easy, people don't even realize that that's their passion because they're like, oh, finding your passion, finding your why has to feel so hard and it has to feel like a journey to get there. But it could literally just be right under your nose right now and you don't even realize. And I think for you, this is such a beautiful example because as a, as a reflector, you know, you're multi-passionate. But what's the thing that's been underlining for four years? Podcasting. It's like, duh. But sometimes it's just too easy to see. You're like, oh, it can't be podcasting. That's That would be too easy, you know? But it's like, no, it actually yes. gets to be that easy. It gets and- to be that easy. To your point of like, it's almost too easy. That is something I talked about with someone where I was like, I almost feel bad charging people because it feels so easy to me. It feels like I'm like telling you to like how to make a peanut butter jelly sandwich. Like it feels so (laughs) easy that it is weird. So I think this is a good point to anyone listening. It it actually almost might feel weird to monetize it because you're like, this is, this comes like natural to me. Yes. And this is a beautiful reminder of no one knows what you know. And I think when I first started my business, I was like, well, I'm not going to talk about that because everyone talks about that. And then even I think you were someone who inspired me around this, which was like, probably no one knows what you're talking about. And I'm like, really? And I remember like two years ago, I did my very first event. It was like manifestation event. Everyone's like, oh my God, I didn't know this. I didn't know that. I was like, you guys don't know this stuff? I was like, I thought everyone knew this. And that was like my aha moment of, okay, yeah, actually no one knows what I know because no one has my experience. No one's read the exact same amount of books of me, same amount of podcasts. Like no one has learned what I've learned. So again, such a beautiful reminder of you were probably going into podcasts and saying like, well, yeah, everyone knows this. It's like, no, actually no one knows this. And that's the power of a coach. Because right. also you can see their blind spots, especially with the mindset stuff. So, so thank you so much for talking on that. It totally answered my question. And I think it really does come back to finding your why and like what's your why what are you so passionate about and like and building a a business on top of that and again that's what I teach and what's what I believe in so I'm putting you on the spot here but do you know what your why is do you do what did podcasting come from a why in your your sole purpose yeah I feel like when I started digging deeper when I was like why have I done podcasting for four years when, as we just said, it's a labor of love. This is not something that is easy to talk for an hour every week into a microphone over and over and over again, promote it, edit, cut it, all that stuff. And I was like, there has to be a reason. I I don't just like talking this much. Like there's clearly something that motivates me to keep doing this. And I was like, you know why? Because it helped me develop confidence. I started my podcast after a breakup and I needed a creative outlet and it gave me so much confidence and actually boosted my self-esteem in a way that I never had before because I was just going out of my comfort zone and growing by pitching guests and interviewing and speaking into a microphone very candidly every week for an hour. And then when I started to make it into a business and I saw other people launch their podcasts, I was like, whoa, this is much bigger than I'm launching a podcast just to launch a podcast. It's actually to like really own your power in your business and in your life. I see people that when we start, they become different people after it. And it's not just, oh yeah, my podcast is on air now. They're like, the person I have to become to speak 
like your voice is a powerful tool, right? That's how we connect. When you hear someone's voice, you're like, oh, I really like that person. I vibe with that person, the inflection, the tone, their personality. And I think when I started podcast coaching and my why, I was like, this is what I want. I want more women to speak up. We don't speak up enough. We, we keep quiet a lot. We do, you know, very, you know, short things here and there. I don't want to put myself out there. I don't want to be too loud. I want to be too much. And I was like, podcasting is like the number one way to be like, fuck that. I am sharing my voice. I'm sharing my power. I'm going to share it with the world on a microphone week after week. And that's what really started lighting me up to be like, this isn't just about let me help you launch a podcast. This is like, let me help you unleash the power with your voice through podcasting. Podcasting is just the channel, but the actual power and confidence and self-esteem is within you and your voice. Mm, amen. I was like, no one can see me right now, but I was like, whoop, whoop, yes, <laughs> yes. I totally felt like I had that transformation as well, like within starting my podcast. So for anyone who's, you know, having those limiting beliefs, you know, maybe they want to start a podcast, but like, I don't like the sound of my voice. I don't, you know, I'm too scared to start. What if no one listens? Like no one cares what I have to say. That's a big one that I hear. What advice do you have for people who want to start a podcast, but maybe are holding themselves back due to limiting beliefs? Oh, I have so many thoughts on this. I think Evidence is always the first thing I go to because our brains love evidence and analytics and testimonials and proof. So first off, when I see, I think the biggest one is there's already podcasts about that. And I'm like, yeah, that's good. That means there's a market for it. If you go look, I want everyone to like pause right now and go pull up your podcast app. You probably are going to see, I don't know, five similar podcasts. Right now I'm following like three spiritual ones three entrepreneurship ones, two dating ones. Like they're all, there's so many. And it's like, I like one because it's a comedian and he's funny. I like the other one because he's more serious. The point is go look at the book industry. How many self-development books are there? I've never heard a self-development author be like, I don't know. There's already a book about habits and eating healthy. So I'm not going to do it. It's like, no, that means there's a market the same way. Just like when you're younger and your parents are like, eat veggies and fruit and exercise, and then you don't do it. And then a friend tells you to do it. And you're like, whoa, never heard this advice before. Eat healthy and exercise. It's the same thing with your podcast. We talked about this too. I, Marley, I'm pretty sure we had this conversation. I think this is the one you were alluding to of like, you know, everyone's already doing this. Why would I do it? It's like, we assume that because we listen to certain podcasts and read certain books that everyone in our circle reads that. And I found that to be completely false. So that's the first thing is just because you listen to astrology podcasts, human design podcasts, spiritual spirituality podcasts does not mean everybody listens to it. And guess what? They might not like it. There are podcasts that exist out there that I'm like, I actually think the host the hosts interrupt each other too much. They talk too much. They don't let the guests speak. I wish there was a woman speaking on this and a different lens, but that doesn't exist. So I guess I just have to listen to these tech bros talk about being millionaires. And that's why I'm like, we need more people in the podcasting space because a lot of us are just dealing with what we have out there. Imagine if you were the person or you were the resource that someone's looking for. So that's the first thing is like, when you think someone else is talking about it, that's good. There's a market for it. And just go look at, again, books. If there weren't, we wouldn't need self-development books if there weren't new authors and people coming out every day with new ideas. Um, the second thing is your lived experience is your unique angle. So just because someone's teaching about business or talking about spirituality doesn't mean they know it in the way you do. So sometimes I feel like people try to water down their message and be like, well, I'm just trying to keep it 
you know, relatable and digestible. And I'm like, but that's not you. That's not what's going to stand out. You are going to make that difference. And someone's going to hear that and be like, finally, a girl that's talking about it in this way that I haven't heard before. Finally, someone that shares my story. So the more you try to hide your story, you're actually not helping people by doing that. So don't be afraid to use your unique experiences and life experiences to speak. Um, don't like the sound of your voice. There's actually science uh, experiments and studies that have come out that the way you hear your voice is not the way people hear your voice. So I just think that's an interesting fact that the way I'm even speaking right now is actually probably not what Marley or you guys are hearing. There's like a whole experiment. I I'll have to link it or something. But um, I just want you to remember, you talk every day, you probably talk at dinner, you probably talk to your partner, you probably talk to your parents. Has anyone out loud actually ever been like, please stop talking? I cannot stand your voice. Like, highly doubt that's happened. If it has, very sorry, you dealt with an asshole. But you have to remember that people listen to podcasts because of the content and the value or the entertainment or what they're learning. Rarely, rarely, rarely will people turn it off just because of the voice. And guess what? Your voice might be something that someone's like, I have the same voice. Finally, a girl with my voice and she's out there podcasting. It shows me I can too. So it's just like everything. There's going to be someone that relates to you. It's very interesting. I've, I've been like thinking about this, that we all have this weird idea that like no one's going to relate. No one's going to listen when everyone feels that way. So even saying that out loud on a podcast, like I started this and I just feel like none of you guys are going to relate or listen that in and of itself will turn into people being like, finally, someone that's talking about this on a podcast. Like, it's just funny. We all are thinking the same things, but we don't share it. And so we just assume we're going through it alone. So I just want anyone to remember that's thinking of starting one is like, you may be the resource or the person that someone's looking for, but because you haven't started one, they're just dealing with whatever's on the apps right now. Um, there's so many limiting beliefs, but I think the way you move through them is by action. So instead of um, being like, I'm going to start a podcast tomorrow and I'm going to publish it and it's going to be this huge thing, just start by recording an episode that you're not even going to share with anyone. This is actually really good advice that I'm getting in a writing class right now. And this writing class has really humbled me because I am not a writer by trade and we're doing all these exercises and things and it made me realize this is how people feel about podcasting, where I'm like, I feel like a beginner. I feel inadequate. I feel like I'm not a good writer. No one's going to read this. And my teacher just keeps saying, write it for yourself. You do not have to share it with anybody. You don't have to show this to a single soul. And I think that's a good way to get into podcasting is record an episode for yourself. You're not airing it. You're not publishing it. You don't even have to edit it. But just to get in the practice and train your brain to be like, I can speak into a microphone. I can talk. I have a story to share. That is something I feel like would really help a lot of people just moving into action and speaking. So yeah, there's a lot of different stuff that I, I feel like I help people with, but I just want you to remember the biggest takeaway here is you may be the person someone's looking for. Mm, I love that advice. It's so beautiful. And just to piggyback on your note about like being a beginner do not be afraid to be a beginner. I talk about this all the time, but if you think about the Skinny Confidential, it's like one of the biggest podcasts, and you listen to their first episodes, they're like talking over each other, the audio quality shit. It's like, you know, it, they're beginning, but they have consistently posted a podcast for, I don't know how long, five years, six years, like some crazy amount of time. And now they have like millions and millions of downloads, but did they start there? Absolutely not. 
And no. just last week, I started TikToking. Everyone knows because they won't talk about it. But I had a full like freak out because I was like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing here. This is so overwhelming. It, no one's going to watch my videos. No one cares. Like I have two followers on TikTok. What's the point? And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> We're having a full circle moment. So I'm like, exactly. This is exactly how people feel when they start a podcast. It's exactly how I felt when I started a podcast. Like this is how you feel when you start new things. And it's okay to be a beginner. Like feel the fear, but the only way through is through wait what did i say i think the only way getting through is through which means like just start practicing it takes practice you're not gonna have a perfect amazing oscar quality podcast your first episode like there's gonna be mistakes but you're never gonna know those mistakes if you don't try and i think it's a really important message just to start like be messy start make mistakes and the only way you learn is by trying and like learning from your mistakes So I love that advice. And I mean, what have you noticed that like in your business specifically, how have you noticed podcasting has impacted the growth of your business or just, just what you've seen with how your podcast has affected your business? Yeah, absolutely. I do want to add something really quick to what you just said. That's actually a really good piece of advice is going back to your favorite podcasters first episode so you can see how bad they were. I have <laughs> never, I mean, this isn't even a podcasting. I've never heard anyone be like, wow, my first like graphic program channel YouTube was out of the park, knockout 10 out of 10 crushed it. Like you will never hear someone say that. So just remember if you didn't go to school for this, like I went to school for digital media and storytelling and all this stuff. And I still feel like I'm working on my outros and my transitions. And like, I've been doing this for four years. Imagine if you didn't go to school for this. It's weird though, as humans, we don't understand there's a practice period. We're expecting all of a sudden to be like top notch experts out of the gate. And I'm like, that doesn't even make logical sense. Like, especially if you didn't go to school or get expertly trained in it, you wouldn't go to a piano class that you've never played a piano and then be performing a recital that weekend. You would never go to a Spanish class and be like fluent after one class. So it's just so interesting to me that when people start new ventures, they're like, I've done one thing and I'm not an expert. So I guess I just have to stop. And I'm like, that's never been the case in any scenario in the world ever. So just remember that. And yes, go back to people's first YouTube videos, first podcast, first email, probably shitty. That's okay. They kept going. They learned. You can't learn. Like Marley said, you can't learn if you never put it out there. I didn't know how many times I, I said the word so or um, until I put it out there. I didn't know how awkward my outros were until I listened back 50 times. And I was like, okay, I need to work on those. But I would have never learned that if I didn't have done it. And I just sat in my head all day. So yeah, just wanted to touch on that. Regarding business, podcasting is the number one driver and um, channel to grow my business and build um, credibility. So my first course launch, which was a mindset manifestation course, uh, this is right after I pivoted from like yoga and yoga teaching, sold out actually double what I thought. Um, it was crazy. It was actually, it freaked me out because I was expecting, I was expecting like three to five people to sign up. 20 people signed up and I would say 99% of them were listeners on my podcast. And I think this is a really good lesson. Um, my podcast had nothing to do with mindset manifestation. 
for four years, I talked about the most random shit. I talked to my chiropractor, my mom, people I met in hostels, traveling Australia, my ex. Like it was, there was no content strategy. It was just like, I just want to talk about what I want to talk about. And so I think that actually helped with when I launched my course because people knew me. They're like, oh, I like you. I like your personality. I like your energy. Of course, let me buy from you because I've been investing in your podcast hours on end each week. So that was very eye-opening to me. And then it made me realize, I was like, well, why? Yeah, they listen to me, but like, okay, they also follow me on Instagram. Why didn't they come from Instagram? It's a totally different experience. I want to go back to the voice thing. When you hear someone's voice, you hear their personality, you hear their inflection, you can talk for a freaking hour. That is so much more impactful than 30 second reel where you're pointing at bubbles or going on stories and you get cut off every 15 seconds and you have to do a new frame and add captions and bubbles and gifts. It's like too many things. And Instagram is so Instagram, any of these platforms, TikTok, um, I can't even think of all them, YouTube, there's so much content and it's built to when you're scrolling and you're viewing things, it's built to keep you engaged on that platform. So, you know, say like, this is recommended for you or here, let me keep serving you content podcasting, you have a lot more autonomy in what you're choosing. So when I play a podcast, it doesn't automatically jump to like Marley's podcast and is like, you might like this episode by Marley. And now that you listen to this, then you jump over to another pod. It doesn't like force content down your throat. So that means that when people are choosing to listen to a podcast, they are very invested in what you're talking about. And I think that's really, um, underestimated that when someone chooses to subscribe to your podcast, they're saying, yes, I want to invest 15, 30, 45, 60 minutes each week into listening to your voice. That's a lot of time. Um, podcasting, the lifespan of a podcast episode is like over a hundred days. So raise your hand if you've listened to a podcast and you're like, love this. I'm going to go back and binge the last like 10 episodes. That is the only platform where you would do that. And so think of Instagram. I've never been like, wow, I love this coach. Let me go back to her first post and read her about me story and then follow every post from five years ago. But somehow I am listening to podcasts from like two years ago from people that I just found. So I want you guys just to remember this when it comes to business growth. It actually is so much more impactful because people are investing hours of time instead of seconds of time. And I noticed that with my podcast. Um, Yeah, my first course launch sold out. 20 spots. I sold out my one-on-one right after that. Um, I was a guest on a podcast last year. And the reason I was a guest was because I had a podcast. So we did a podcast swap and then my new one-on-one packages all sold out. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like, I'm, I don't know why people aren't shouting from the rooftops, like start a podcast and your business would probably blow up. It, It felt like a secret weapon that was being really underutilized, which was also a reason why I wanted to start podcast coaching. I'm like, I think people think it's like a fun little hobby and we're like, haha, just like talking every week. And I'm like, no, this is such an incredible business strategy too. And I know you can speak on this, but um, yeah, it's been my number one driver of growth. Even recently I had, I had a launch and I was studying where all the people were coming from. Every single person either found me on a podcast or listened to my podcast. That was it. No one found me from Instagram reels or anything like that. It was all podcasting. And I'm like, this is exactly why I want everyone to start a podcast. So you can increase your impact, increase your income, and honestly, like build such a sense of confidence. You guys, I have something so freaking exciting to tell you about. So on March 14th, I'm going to be hosting free money coaching and you're invited. (laughs) This is the year 
to rewire our finances, to become a vibrational match for abundance, to grow our wealth. And if you're not there yet, there's just something that you don't know. And I am going to be teaching you guys how to make more money, how to attract more money, how to heal debt, all those things that you've been wondering and struggling with and trying to move through consciously. I'm going to teach you how to get to the root cause of your money beliefs and heal them and rewire them so you can be a match for the abundance and money that you desire. These are all the tools, all the ways that I've gone from making $2,000 a month to over $50,000 a month. (laughs) And I know it sounds crazy, but literally once you figure out the energetics of money and figure out what is, you know, potentially blocking you from receiving that abundance, it's like Niagara Falls that flows through. Anyways, I'm so excited. So join me on March 14th for free money coaching. I'm sharing it here first in the pod. I'm so excited to tell you about it. So the link will be in the bio to get one of your spots. There's going to be limited spots. So make sure you get one of these spots to join me. And I'm so excited to help you rewire your money. All right, back to the episode. Amen. And to piggyback on what you're saying, I have seen the exact same, you know, impact on my business. But when I started my podcast, which I think is important, it wasn't from a place of I'm starting this to grow a business, right? Yes. And same with you. Like it really came from a passion to share knowledge, to share, you know, what I was passionate about. And that is the type of, you know, way of starting a podcast that I believe holds the test over time. Because, yes, you know, it does create, it does require consistency and um diligence to actually like commit to it every single week but if you're passionate about it and you love it like it's it's easy to do that because you know I don't know about you but like I'm sure with you as well but like I just love (laughs) I love talking I love sharing what I'm learning about like it's so much fun for me but to go back to the connection piece and I'm just gonna add this in here because I haven't talked about on that podcast yet but I've developed like my method which is called like the three c's of selling (laughs) I just made it up So I believe to have a business that sells like Niagara Falls is credibility, consistency, and connection. And really podcasting does hit on all three of those C's. It creates deep connection. It creates deep credibility and you're consistent with it, which creates trust with your audience. So yes, podcasting is fun and it's exciting and it's great, but like also know that it's going to drive your business like a motherfucker. Like I literally (laughs) just had a, I'm enrolling for one to run right now. And I would say, I don't know the exact number, but I'm going to say 90% of the people who have signed up, I've never talked to before. And it's been like, Hey, I've been listening to your podcast. Like, I love it. Like, you know, I'd love to work with you. And and I'm like, wow, okay, if I didn't have this podcast, I have no idea where my business would be, but I know it's not. Like, I can directly correlate my business success to the my, the success of my podcast. And Isn't that's a that bold crazy? statement, but I yeah. really believe in that. Exactly. And I want to touch on what you said that me and you didn't start out with, like, let me map out 20 episodes that all tie back to my offerings and products and services. Mm. Like, we were like... I remember our podcast in Australia, we were talking about like 
dating and boys and, you know, surfing and like random shit. We were, I mean, it never ended with like, and be sure to learn a lesson from here and check out my website. It was like, no, we're literally just having conversations. And that's what I realized. It doesn't, people get caught up in like, how am I going to tie this to my sales calendar or my services? And I'm like, I wouldn't even focus on that. The one-on-one enrollment that I told you guys last year that I booked out from being on a podcast, we talked zero about business. It was about relationships and what we had learned and health and wellness and relationships with our mom, like literally 0% to do with what we did as business owners. And then all of a sudden, because people connected with me on a personal level, that's what drove them to my business. So I love that you made that point. You do not need to have like this serious business focused content strategy to have an incredible podcast and make an impact on your business. 100%. And I also wasn't saying that like on a high voice of like, yeah, I did it this way. Like I actually had no plan around it. Just in hindsight, I was like, what has allowed me to consistently post on this? Because I got the mini jet energy, you know, like I'm on one thing onto the next all the time. Like I'm bopping around, but I was like, what has made me remain consistent with this? And I was like, okay, I really think in hindsight is because it started from a way of just like enjoyment and passion and excited to share my message. Because I think, and I see, you know, with my clients and in the industry, I'll see things, I'll see people start things for money. And, and of course, yes, I love money as well, but I don't know if starting something in that way is going to stand the test of time. And really with podcasts, it does take time to build. Like, you know, on TikTok right now, one of my clients just went viral, you know, and it's like very exciting. Whereas like TikTok, or sorry, podcasting, and, and maybe you want to talk on this, it's like, it does take like at least 30 episodes or at least 50 episodes. Like, I don't know really the ratio. I'm just kind of making this up right now, but to really build that solid connection. Like, can you talk about that? Like the consistent, the power of consistency with podcasts and, you know, maybe lowering expectations around like, okay, if your first episodes only get a couple of listens, that doesn't mean to give up. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really important thing to know is, podcasting, usually people get into it for the long game. I will say there are other ways to do it. You could do seasons of podcasts where you do like 10 episodes and then take a break, come back to another 10 episodes. You could do a pop-up podcast. Um, Speaking of Lauren Bostic, she just did the Get the F Out of the Sun series. That's just a limited series. So you could do limited series of podcasts. But if you are in it for the long haul, it is a game of consistency and it is a long game. It's a marathon, not a sprint, which is why Marley and I are also saying it's okay to just talk about life. You're probably going to run out of things to talk about with your business or 20 ways to do this, 10 ways to do this. It's like sometimes you just want to give life updates and be like, here's what I did on the weekend and that's fine. So yeah, consistency is the name of the game, especially now because there are so many podcasters. Um, There's a statistic that, I think after seven to eight podcasts, most people quit. So the number Marley said of like 30 to 50, that's actually not far off because so many people quit after the seventh or eighth podcast episode that they release and then they don't post again and they just kind of like ghost their audience. People are not used to that. We're used to hearing people over and over again. Like we keep talking about Lauren, but I'm like, yeah, we've been listening to Lauren for like five years consistently every week. And so we expect that of that person. If you're not trying to do that, if you're like, I don't think I can commit to that, I would actually start out slower and tell your audience that and say, I'm going to be doing a biweekly podcast or I'm just going to be doing a season. 
but don't bite off more than you can chew and be like, woo, doing weekly podcasts. And then after eight episodes, you're like, whoa, I don't know if I can do this because people can read that and they're like, oh, they're not going to be consistent. I'm not going to invest my time. I don't want to subscribe to a podcast that pops up every four months. People expect a podcast to come out more consistently. And like Marley said, consistently, consistency builds credibility. If I know that podcasts are showing up each week with value or entertainment or education, I am probably 20 times more likely to buy from them or whatever they're putting out, supporting them, buying tickets, investing in a course. It's not always a coach either, but I'm more likely to support them when they're consistent versus someone that sporadically comes on every three to four months. And I don't really know when they're posting next. That doesn't really register for me to be someone that I would invest in. So yeah, consistency is so, so important with podcasting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what are some tips that you have for thinking of episode ideas? Oh my gosh. I love this question. Brain dump as like all your ideas. I don't even care how silly they sound. Like I want to talk about things I've been learning to cook recently. Even if you don't even offer cooking as a coaching service or, or a business or anything, just brain dump, brain dump, brain dump. Um, post about things that are, excuse me, brain dump things that you've learned recently, things you want to share, things that are on your heart and just kind of see what feels like, wow, yeah, I could pick up the microphone right now and get to recording. And what I would also recommend is start looking at it from different angles. So for example, if I were going to talk about living in Australia, I could do one whole episode on just dating in Australia. Then I could do a whole other episode on the food scene in Australia. Then I could do another episode on starting my business in Australia. Like I could turn the living Australia experience to 20 episodes if I really wanted. And you can even drill it down further. So you've probably done this with your own podcast with business and money and mindset. I highly doubt you did one episode on business, one on mindset, one on money. And you're like, that's it. I, I covered those three topics. I got to stop podcasting now. It's like, no, you keep choosing different angles. So maybe one is about the tactics. Maybe one is about the energy. Maybe one is an interview. Maybe one is your experience. So now you just got four episodes out of one topic. So basically squeeze the juice out of every single topic you can and just continue to look for ways that you can change the lens on it, whether that's your lens on it, someone else's lens on it, um, something you've learned from it, something you could teach on it. There's there's so many ways to come up with episode ideas and pull your audience. This is so underrated, but get your audience involved. I think so many people think we're trying to like guess what people want. I'm like, just literally go on Instagram stories and make a poll. Do you want to hear about my weekend travels or what I just learned about podcasting? Vote. Okay, great. This one won. I'll talk about that this week. Or have people fill out a form and you can put it in your show notes. Hey, list some topics you want me to talk about. Drop people's names that you want me to interview. There's always a way to get your audience involved. And I think this is a really good tip for um, business owners in general. But instead of giving them a menu of options and being like, hey, like, what do you want me to talk about out of 100 things? Literally give them two or like four things to vote on. I'm actually talking about the poll on stories and the little quiz thing. Make them pick out of two to four things and then you can see what juice you can squeeze out of that topic and then just keep slicing and dicing it as many ways as you can. Mm, amazing advice. And to add to that, one thing that I do that has been really helpful is I'll just have a note in my phone and I get podcast ideas in the shower, on a walk, like when I'm talking to someone. So I'll just quickly jot them down. And then when it comes to like Tuesday, I always record every Tuesday. I'll be like, okay, what do I want to talk about today? And I'll just check out the note. 
Do you have any like specific things like that that you do of thinking of episode ideas? Honestly, I I feel like I'm kind of similar to you, but I keep them like mental notes. I'm like, okay, I just went to Austin this weekend. I'll probably do an Austin recap. Okay, I have a course coming out soon. I'll probably do some you know podcast episodes about um, podcasting. And then I, I actually do have an Evernote. I, I use Evernote a lot and I'll like jot some ideas down there and I'll try to categorize them. But I feel like once you're in it for a long time, it's almost impossible to run out of episode ideas or content ideas because you probably have experienced this too. You talk to so many incredible people that you're just like, I could, I want to learn more about that. So now I'm going to go interview human design readers. I'm going to go interview astrologers or health coaches or whatever the case is. And it's like, I I feel like I'll never run out of content ideas, no matter what, because I'm like always learning and always experiencing. And I think this is another good tip. What do you talk about at brunch and dinner and with your friends? You know, are you talking about pop culture? Are you talking about the recent sports game? Do you guys talk about esoteric things and you can't shut up about angel numbers? Like do an episode on that. Like that's so weird, Marley, that I just said angel numbers because when I looked at the time, it was 42, 44 and 42 is Marley's angel number and 44 is mine. That freaked me the fuck out. Okay, angels, we see you. I that really was wild said angel numbers i was like i really felt that word for some reason i was like yeah that ah. was crazy exactly <laughs> like doing and here's the thing you don't always have to do um long episodes i think i got into this mindset like every episode i do i have to drag it out to 60 minutes and because mm-hmm. i got used to that standard and sometimes i'm like this is only going to be a 25 minute episode i don't need to go to 60 minutes and that might take some pressure off you to create content because you're like yeah, I'm just going to tell people like three quick things I learned this weekend when I went to this retreat or something. Um, So yeah, it's, it's a practice. I think you have to do what works for you. I know people that plan their episodes out months in advance and they batch record and they're like, I want it all planned out. I don't even want to mess around. I know people that record on the fly the week before it really is finding your groove and work and what works for you. But whatever's interesting to you is what you should talk about on your podcast. I love that. Great advice. And Okay, I have one more question for you, which is let's talk about pitching big guests. Okay. Yes. Because you got so many amazing guests, like really early on, I feel like. Like you just went for it. So what are any tips that you have for someone who, you know, maybe with a smaller like talk actually just even talk on the topic of pitching bigger guests? on like smaller episodes because I know when you were just starting you were already getting amazing guests so can you give advice on that and then maybe some specific tips on how to pitch for your guests a hundred percent so from a mindset and energetic standpoint remember these people are humans they are not gods they're not celebrities even if they are celebrities they're human beings they have to eat they have to sleep they have to go poop they they're not above you or below you i really had to get in that mindset of this person has to check their email just like i do this person has to cook themselves dinner or eat dinner just like i do and that really took them off a pedestal and i had to get out of this mentality of like oh my god little old me pitching this podcast and be like no, I'm going to pitch you because I have something that I want to ask you about or interview you on. You're a person just like I'm a person. Let's talk person to person, not, you know, celebrity God on a pedestal and little old me down here. You have to get out of that mentality of like, they're so much bigger than me. Who am I to do this? Because they're a person too. So that really helped me is like, 
I'm emailing. I actually just would pretend that I'm emailing, emailing like a coworker. I'm like sending it with the same energy of like, cool. I'm sending someone a link to book a call with me at, at work. Same thing. I'm sending a link to book a call with me on my podcast. So that helped me a lot was like email a coworker mentality. And then from a practical standpoint, you have to remember what Marley said earlier. We are all so self-absorbed. We love talking about ourselves. Mm-hmm. I will say yes to like any podcast. I'm like, hell yeah. I love talking. I'm talking about myself. I'm talking about my podcasting service. I love talking whatever you want me to talk about. And it feels so good to have a platform where I can talk for an hour on someone else's podcast. Rarely, I would say, I'm not kidding. I'm not even saying this to like make it a, a stat and to sound better, but I would say, hmm. 5% of the people I've emailed, and this is out of four years of podcasting, have said no. And it's actually, I don't even look at no's as no's. I think of them as not yet. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, this actually isn't a no. It's just not right timing. It's not a fit. They're super busy. They're actually focusing on launching something. So they literally can't focus on being a podcast guest. So take that in mind too, that a no is a not yet. And it's not a, it doesn't mean you're a bad person or you suck. Um, people love talking about themselves. So when you ask them to come on a podcast, they probably will. Pre- very, very practical ways to get in touch. Go to their Instagram and DM them. Literally, hey, love your content. Would love to have you on my podcast. Here's a link to book. Have a link to book. Do not go back and forth with them. That is going to lose interest really quick. Make a Calendly link. Make an Acuity link. Make something that they could book it so easily as soon as you DM them. Um, usually they have their emails in their DMs. So if you think you're they're not going to see your message, email them and literally make the title podcast interview question mark, same exact message. Hey, blah, blah, blah. I love your content. I think, you know, what we talk about on my podcast would really resonate with your audience and vice versa. Are you down to come on my podcast? Here's the link to book. And then you link them. Um, Another thing is think about why you're pitching them, right? If this is a random example, but I was on this guy's podcast and I was like, this is kind of weird that I'm on it because he was like in Vegas and worked in like gambling and sports betting. And I'm like, why did he invite me on? Like, this is very weird. And so if you're going to pitch a guest, make sure they know why they're coming on. Do, Do they talk about what you talk about? Could you vibe out really easily? And you almost could just feel that it would be a natural flow of conversation. Just make that really clear and make your pitches short. I think um, the killer of pitches is we, I get it because I've done this recently too, where I'm like, I want them to see my story and why I want them on and da 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 and why I love them. And I always think of the phone rule. Like if I were to pull up my pitch on a phone and I had to scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll to read that loses interest immediately. We all have the attention spans of goldfish. We have to admit that. Can I quickly read your pitch? And is it easy to read? So I'm talking like bolded lines, bullets, again, a clear link to book, underline, highlighted. Here is my link to book. You want to make it so easy for them to book so that they're like, oh, oh my gosh, yeah, this sounds cool. Bing. And now they're booked on your podcast. So don't be afraid to shoot your shot. Remember, everyone loves talking about themselves and hot tip, try to see if they're launching something or like they just put out something or they're working on a project and bring that up because that's a huge opportunity for them to promote it. So you can say, Hey, I see you're working on your book. Would you want to come on my podcast and talk about it? I see you're launching a product. I think my audience would love it. Why don't you come on and talk about it? That to them is like, ding, ding, ding. I would love to talk about it. So do your research, but also don't be scared to shoot your shot and be like, I genuinely love your message. And I think we would vibe and I want to talk to you. Oh, and one last thing, follow up. I I want to put a PSA out there. Like 
there are so many people I would have hired or like had a pod had as a podcast guest or something, but they just never followed up. And I'm like, it wasn't because I thought they were a bad person or anything. They just went off my radar because I'm I have a million emails. When you follow up, they you were 20 times more likely, I would say, each time to get on their radar. So don't think that just because you sent one pitch seven weeks ago that they're gonna remember it and dig through their email. Keep following up. I follow up almost so I'm annoying. Um, to bring this back to Melissa Wood Health, I have reached out to her team probably six times. And I'm like, I'm not going to stop until she's on my podcast. And I don't care because Melissa's team is not tracking me and being like, oh, that one email from Chelsea, even though we probably get 500 emails a day, like flag her down, ban her from our email inbox. Like they probably forget that I email them every three months. So I'm like, we have to remember, I'm not saying this to be rude. We're not that important where Melissa Wood Health's team is like, again, flagging my email, being like, she's already emailed us six times, ban her from our email inbox. Like, that's not a thing. So the art of following up is so underestimated. And I can almost guarantee you, the more you follow up, the more your chances are of getting that guest that you want. Mm, amen. The money is in the follow-up. The yes. money is in the follow-up. Yes, yes, yes. And this was such good advice. I was writing down notes as you were talking because I actually just manifested a big guest coming on the podcast. I just found out this morning and I'm freaking out. But because I'm like, what am I going to say to this person? I like idolize them. And I'm like so nervous already. But you're right. You know, they are just a normal human. Like take them off the pedestal that makes the energy just like seems so much more flowy and normal just like having a conversation with you yeah co-worker energy think of them as you're like co-worker you're just having a meeting <laughs> that's what I always think about okay that's amazing energy well thank you so much Chelsea for literally blessing us with all these amazing podcast tips I know that everyone's gonna like want to follow you now learn from you so pimp yourself out where can everyone find you and what do you have coming up Yes, you can find me at Chelsea Rife on Instagram or ChelseaRife.com. You can go listen to my podcast called In My Non-Expert Opinion. And if you want to work together, I have one-on-one -on -one coaching. I have three, not three packages, two packages. And one of them is a three-month one, and that's really to launch your podcast. And the second one is a six-month one. That's to launch and grow and monetize. So I have six spots open right now for one-on-one. -on -one. And then I have a course called Mic Drop, which is like the ultimate podcast launch course. If you want to launch a podcast, definitely take this course. You can do it self-paced. And then we also do live rounds every quarter. Um, so just DM me if you want a link to that. Or again, head to my website and you can find all this information. Okay, thank you so much. And we're actually doing a pod swap. So yes. I'll link Chelsea's episode below and um, also be on Chelsea's podcast and vice versa. So you can find us over on there as well. I'm so excited. So thank you so much, Chelsea. That was so valuable. I'm actually even inspired. Like, Woohoo, like new podcast <laughs> episodes, ideas. Um, and I, I really don't shut up about podcasting. Um, when it comes to my clients, I'm so excited to have this just jam-packed episode to share with them to answer all their questions. <laughs> Thank you. This was amazing. Thank you for everyone uh, listening. And I'm so excited to hear everyone on the airwaves, hopefully soon. Yes. Okay. Well, thanks so much for everyone for tuning in. I hope this provides so much value for you. I know it did. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Hey, 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 before you go, would you love a free money hypnosis? You guys, 
This is what I listen to every single night to rewire my subconscious mind so I can manifest the money that I desire. It is absolutely game-changing if you've heard me talk anything about subconscious mind and anything along the realms of healing your subconscious mind to help align you and attract money into your life. Hypnotherapy is the way. It actually heals and rewires your subconscious mind to make it believe and truly allow it to believe that you deserve the money that you desire. So if you want this free money hypnosis, all you have to do is leave us a review, you know, honest review, how you're feeling about the show, take a screenshot right away, and then send it to hello at marleyrose.ca, and we will send you this free hypnosis. You guys, it's going to be absolutely game-changing. It's how all my clients have manifested all their massive goals in their business and in their life. Okay, thanks so much, you guys. I hope it's a great tool for you to use in manifesting all the money that you desire. Lots of love. Mwah!